Sometimes evolutions are so blatant, they are difficult to register at all. Sometimes they are so sturdy, so hidden, that it is difficult to guess the extent to which they have changed, well, everything. Take the digital world. We had 40 plus years of evolutions, revolutions, disruptions, mutations, and still it continues to take us by surprise. Anyone else having this eerie feeling so far in 2021? Is it just me or did conf calls, Zoom calls, emails, posts, memes, tweets just walk straight out of our screens into our living rooms, into our streets, into our markets? I know that the year of the ox will bring calm, patience and grounding. No question about that. But in the meantime, since the beginning of this year, in politics, in stock markets, in economies, we had the capital, we had GameStop, we had Dogecoins. All of the components were there for quite some time. That is granted. That is correct. But what we talk about is the crystallizations of 40 years of digital evolutions into one new organic reality. I could not find any real words for it, so let's call it Una Reality. Let's call it a monophysic market reality. Regardless of your date of birth, regardless of your time zone, regardless of your position, for a year now, we have had a random, erratic, dislocated reality with disrupted rhythms at home, in the office, in the economy, in society, wherever and anywhere at any time you want to quote. And on, of all the places, the digital space has probably been the one consistent thing we could rely on in its own individual component, but at the heart of it, this is a true revolutionary phenomenon that this digital space is at the center of our life. It has morphed beyond its individual components and ecosystems into an integral organic spatial continuum in a comfortable separation between physical and digital realities. We had separate conventions. We had separate behaviors. We had separate rules. That was the basis in this unar reality, in these monophysic markets. We have a ubiquitous, always-on market in which usage rather than ownership underlies the new market conditions. To continue making nonsense of these 20s, sharing and discussing this with you, I just put on paper five dimensions, which I suggest we could consider. Let's call them five guiding principles, five theories with examples and potential actions to grab the attentions of today's audience and, of course, the pent-up demand, which is likely to be released soon. So let's go through these five guiding principles. And for this, I propose a, a very simple agenda. So first, let's have a look at what was this market. Let's have a look at what is this market. Let's have a look at what it means. Of course, what it will bring us to and the risk not to act on it. Our world used to be separated very strongly between online and offline realities. 
between digital and physical worlds. Each of these were themselves ruled by strong differentiators. When you were WhatsApp, you were not Facebook. When you were Facebook, you were not Insta, even less TikTok. These differentiators have melted over time. But let's take a step back and remember what used to be the reality to understand the extent to which it evolved. In all of these worlds, you opted in or you opted out. You opted in an account, out of an account. You were in a group. You were on a system. You were on an operating system. You were belonging to your own world, you and the group you chose. Your email accounts were set for private, for professional, for official use. Your physical communities were at home, at work, friends, circles of friends, all neatly set and organized. Each incrementally added and complemented the previous. Each separated, compartmented and split by time a portion to each. Because of this, a lot of effort over the past decade went onto the acquisition, a battle for exclusive attention, even more and prior to a direct share of the wallet. The main drive was to target, capture and own an audience. That was in a sense a membership play, whether privately, publicly, digitally or physically. The reality is that in each we did have split identities, maybe even personalities, but literally and figuratively we had overlapping, sometimes conflicting personas existing simultaneously in parallel and linked worlds. There was, as an example, a very strong differentiation on social media. You had separate and independent ecosystems, and you had your persona on LinkedIn, your persona on Reddit, your persona on Facebook, you had your persona on your gaming platform, on Twitch, and so on and so forth. The ecosystems of each were largely independent from each other, and there was extremely little interaction between each other. It did not mean it did not exist or was not possible. It's simply that the rules, the behaviors, the traditions, we could say, were very different. And hence, the competition there was to create content of different grades, of different lengths, of different formats, to captivate enough of this audience to switch the target to that particular orbit with that particular effect. These binary market competitions, again, were built around exclusive marketing systems. Yes, I fully agree the overlaps were still strong. At the heart of it, you do have humans. But each of these worlds, and again, I mean both offline and online, and the different versions of offline and online, existed in and by themselves. You may have been at the same time a stock trader, a parent, a foodie, a gamer, each and every single realities and ecosystems offered you a parallel existence in different dimensions. Yes, again, it did not mean that 
it did not exist. You did have digitalizations, you did have these online and offline realities all existing concurrently. This was based on an amount of parallel times, an amount of parallel lives, which increased consistently. Increased consistently because the tools were evolving, because the performance of the infrastructure was growing in parallel. But each world was specialized, and so were the usage of each. So let's just take a simple example. In 2019, so less than a year ago, Discord was still a gaming tool. And the name was essentially known, not only, but essentially known in the gaming circles. Basically, if you are talking about, for example, travel, you had travel advisor, and many consumers were using travel advisors, but it was for traveling purposes, and that was the main game, that was the main aim. Everything had its own ecosystem, everything had its own hard borders, and switching between system and switching between realities were actually voluntary efforts. And when I say effort, meaning that there was to be a positive action. You nearly had concurrent galaxies existing side by side. Again, marketing was therefore your classical push-pull marketing. And especially for tech industries, it meant pushing the offer into specific targets. These targets being fundamentally split. The name of the game for me was bag and tag. You need to identify consumers or customers. You identify them via your traditional social demographics, uh, the time of the day, you deploy your trackers, you've got your locations right, you do micro-dotting, basically you send little messages dedicated to that particular target, but ultimately your game is to try to own an exclusive attention from your audience at the exclusivity of any other competitor, obviously, but also of any other activity. What is new in 2021? What did this 2020 year bring to us? The systems were there. The realities were there. What happened is that they all merged together. They all melted onto one another to become what the world is today. And what was illustrated over the past weeks, if not the past months, in our streets, in the stock market, in the channel, well, if I just say the beginning of 2021, we saw that beyond what these walls, what these systems provided, we had kind of a new experience. And to quote old words, red peeling is too late. There is no opt-in, opt-out option. You've got one reality. And I think that both worlds definitely merged. Again, our Zoom meetings stepped into the reality of our rooms. Part of the reason is obviously that with disrupted rhythm, with this imploded reality, the digital world, which used to be this kind of world beyond, became the reality on a day-to-day, -day, hourly basis. 
that created a completely different relationship to this formerly separated world. Let's take the beginning of the year. We opened up with events that showed the depth and the significance of these market mutations. I will not come back to the eroded trust in this particular blog. However, if you remember, this is certainly one of the key vectors which we saw in the markets last year. It will radically influence the markets and the decisions of the audience for the coming years. But as of now, this is one of the key vectors for this merged reality, what we call this UNAR reality. Let's say that the previous references were Tron, The Matrix, Ready Player One, depending on how old you are or how young you are, but fundamentally, in each of these three classical movies, Tron, The Matrix, Ready Player One, you step in, you up on, up off the digital world versus the physical world. Either because you want to defend yourself, because you want to access a new fantastic reality, or on the contrary, like in The Matrix, the reality is so off the radar that basically you need to go down the rabbit hole as per the classic uh, image. But these up-on, up-off systems are pretty much obsolete. And what we have seen since the beginning of 2021 is a world that is continuous, ubiquitous, totally seamless between digital and physical reality. The human body has become nothing else than yet another user interface. And we alternate seamlessly between online meetings, conf call, conversations on the phone, whether it be on dating, on business, on gaming. We message, we state the obvious, we post, we reply, we troll, we fanboy, whatever, by joining and demonstrating online as well as offline our opinion our choices, our decisions. That is our real life, IRL, 24-7 in any single moment of our life. The implications of this new state was demonstrated vividly this month, probably most by the events around the GameStop share. Why do I take this example? It's because it's relatively neutral compared to others. But what did happen is that the share moved up and down and sideways without any clear dogma behind it, without any clear standard traditional approach of these guys over there or that guys over here. Basically, we had a merger of a market where you had as many, if not more, retail players as you had the traditional market movers or market makers. The governments got involved. The governments got involved. The media got involved, both the mainstream and the specialized media. The share value went all over the place and was influenced most probably not by the due diligence analysis of deep fucking value from Reddit um, or the answers of uh, uh, let's go to the moon of Wall Street bets or the media coverage of it, but simply because out of a, I would say, clever 
due diligence analysis a year back, this was amplified through an entire seamless reality of digital social media, real mainstream media, classical physical discussions and influence. And the slogging match on CNBC between the talents, so to, call, so to speak, of the new economy versus the talents, so to speak, of the older economy was interesting because it seemed that non-side of this particular debate saw that it was totally obsolete to talk about this or that economy, this or that reality. Whether it be the ongoing discussions with cryptocurrencies, such as uh, Dogecoin, whether it be the reactions to uh, Elon Musk's uh, tweets, whether it be the amount of people who are now on Reddit and which did not know what Reddit was a month ago, the reality is that we have, by now, not only a fishbowl, but a completely seamless reality of opinion, which leads to actions, which leads to opinion, which leads to actions, with, as an impact, a full alignment of our digital and physical world. Offline and online are not anymore split reality. Can't be, won't be. This complete overlap, where we can say, probably has also been at the uh, or one of the underlying reasons for the re-evaluation of the end uh, flotation uh, last year, will continue. It is even feasible that the rest of the world, the rest of the zones which are still not integrated in this seamless reality, will push, will implicate a new type of social, economic and political control. Why? Because, again, if these realities are not split and live in the real world, if this becomes one straight timeline, digital and physical, where we actually stream family, social, economic, corporate, political events, where we have actually a world which requires new rules. What is the implication on the demand? What is the implication on what we can sell, what we can buy? Well, fundamentally, this will become a world which is much easier in a way to understand and at the same time, much more complex to manage and to control. will not need to, he will have to choose where he wants to play and how he wants to play it. Why? Because being ubiquitous is impossible. Being sure that your message is 100% well packaged, well delivered, is impossible if you do not have a couple of dimensions We are at the heart of what you want to achieve. Fundamentally, whereas it was possible to have slightly different or even completely separated personas, across the different worlds of offline and online, by tomorrow it will be totally impossible as the inconsistency of the message of your positioning and the practices will actually destroy or at least be an impediment to the success of your company. Let's just have a look at the former stock market uh, arch disruptor, uh, the success stories 
of 2019, Robinhood, probably it's difficult to see a company as pushed, as applauded in August 2020 as Robinhood, as much as they were vilified and continue to be vilified in the beginning of 2021. Grabbing new opportunities means that we will have to mash together all of these realities. Again, taking again my example of Discord, probably it is a little known fact that during the whole GameStop saga, end of January, Discord in itself was the host to a 90,000 live discussion between people, for example, on the 27th of, of January. Now, Discord is still best known as a gaming voice chat system. It's uh, still uh, most successful among called the gaming society, but clearly it has moved beyond that. Let's take another example. It is no mystery that AOC talked on Twitch when she wanted to push, actually, the voting in uh, the last American elections. So if insulated silos don't exist, it can be a negative. It can also be an extreme positive. If these both realities not only coexist as they did a year ago, but are now organically linked, simultaneously existing and interacting into a real world, then this impact can't be ignored. This impact can actually be used. Here, I would say that this is an accelerating effect for the social media in general. Again, it's not only the tools, it's not only the communities, it's their real-life impact that becomes really something new. If we call it a unar reality, a unique reality, this means that we have moved from Tron or the Matrix into Roger Wright. This world is around us, not as an advanced reality, not as an augmented reality, not as a virtual reality, but quite literally, as a reality. This new continuity between online and offline has an extremely high impact. The disappearance of this distance between digital and physical requires new adjustments on how we operate, both as individual, groups, societies, <clears throat> or companies. Piecemeal fixes and, and small approaches, small step approaches, don't seem to hit the nail on the head. So what could be done with that? Well, if we are, as I believe, in a, in a solidly poor market, the end decision will be per definition with your audience. Up until a couple of years back, we were firmly into a push market. So that is, until the end of uh, the 2010s, um, for some industries and media as late as 2019. What does it mean? Well, it means that what we were trying to achieve is to push onto the demand, uh, the latest and the best, what we thought was necessary, what we thought was the next step, what we thought was the most updated and, and must have idea, must have opinion, must have product, must have activity. This led to selections of traditional recipes and as well 
strategies which revolved around exclusive audience ownership. This meant acquisition was the main target. Okay, so nowadays, acquisition, exclusive acquisition per se, is rather meaningless. In the current market situation, it is rather unnecessary. As we saw that exclusivity is unrealistic, unnecessary, and to be very frank, unattainable in most of the cases. Again, when we talk about possession, when we talk about ownership, we move slowly into whatever as a service, cars as a service, uh, software as a service, hardware as a service, service as a service, and so on and so forth. So if we want to be successful, we've got to conceive our markets that is our groups of clients, of consumers, of customers, of voters, as swimming essentially in an organic flow of opinions, information, and data without end, without start, rated and prioritized, but not with any kind or any type of exclusivity or absolute hierarchy. In another post, I will uh, talk about this new trust relationship. But we know that uh, blind belief, absolute trust, absolute, uh, how can I say, furrowing of any opinion at the moment is probably what was the main outcome of 2020. So in this new sphere, led by, I would say, mainly relativity, <clears throat> five elements seem crucial uh, to success in general. So first and foremost, credibility. Obviously, we will listen only, they will listen only, if in any shape or form, the voice is credible. Secondly, clarity. Uh, is to say that we've got X amount of seconds of attention is probably an exaggeration in the sense that we probably have none. So clarity ensures that through simplicity, the positioning, the message, the promise is understood clearly, is understood right, right away through a multiplicity of format of schedules of deadlines. Third element, intensity. It is important in that world, I would say, where everything and anything is swirling around for our attention, the intensity of the message must be modulated. This message never stops. That's why point number four is continuity. We saw that geographically, time-wise, this is 24-7, anywhere and everywhere. Finally, it has to be unique. Why? Because, indeed, if our world is all around diversity and differentiation, where we have to accept the fact that across all of the platforms, across offline, offline, across physical and digital, we will have to have one and one only persona. Our audience, your audience, our public will exist across many realities, many systems, many dimensions, many communities to which they belong positively. They will have reviews, they will have opinions, they will have ideas, they will have data to consult. They will emit, they will transmit, they will vote for these with ratings, with reviews. And these are indications not 
of an exclusive attention, but of an hint of attention. Hence, to conceive this non-exclusive environment, we have to conceive that what we are fighting for is time, much more than possession or ownership. We will have to conceive ourselves as a standby commonality, a standby service which is available across all spheres of reality, across spheres of life, an element that can be reliably found where it is expected to be in this world of realities. This can only be achieved with credibility and voice. That's why my two most important elements is credibility and clarity, intensity and continuity of this message. Okay, so what's next? Because it's all quite nice to, to have all of these uh, very nice uh, ideas. But ultimately, what we try to achieve, what we want to try to achieve, requires a pragmatic approach into this existing market. So let's take what is done, what has been done, what has worked extremely well uh, in the past uh, uh, months, in the past weeks. Well, what I can say is that we can't sit back and relax. We can't sit back and wait for it. But we can actually max out this opportunity. And obviously, because like everything new, it can be dangerous, it needs to be done extremely carefully. So, for example, let's try and tackle this always-on aspect of the reality, which is the most challenging, not to be overpowering, nor uh, to actually go against our first principle, which is to deal with this non-exclusive reality. This means very simply that we have to create a new relationship with our environment, a new relationship with our customers, our consumers, our voters, the opinion makers. This is not based, as we said, on property. This is not based <coughs> on a unique belonging or unique belief. This is mainly a feeling of proximity. Recent statistics were, in that sense, rather surprising, but on the other end, quite modern. Are churches exclusive? Well, figures show that actually they are less and less so. You may have a mainstay belief, but which does not mean that you exclude all of the surroundings as such. So to be pragmatic, let's have a look at some practical ways to grab this with these effects in mind, to make sure that this unar reality can be actually an opportunity for us. So I listed here five, uh, five ideas. Uh, the first one is called the fourth wall. The second one is traditional mapping, but based on new elements. The third one is uh, gamification. So what does gamification bring to us, which we did not know yet? Well, we're going to see that. New timelines, we said that... Um, we had deconstructed, deconstructed uh, timelines uh, and disrupted rhythms. Uh, this is actually an opportunity to reconstruct timelines and crossovers. And finally, these require obviously new, new KPIs or, to be, uh, to be more, uh, more direct, to use existing KPIs in new ways. So what is the fourth wall? The fourth wall is actually a technique which uh, comes from the theatre, the Commedia dell'arte, the Italian classical theatre, 
And this is the ability for the actor, the ability for uh, the writer to actually reach out from the stage into the audience and to bring in the audience by addressing it directly. So in the recent recent movies, uh, one of the, the most famous examples is uh, Deadpool, uh, which is a, a comic book at the beginning, Marvel, uh, Staple. Uh, if you know the X-Men uh, crossovers and so on and so forth, it's, it's an excellent comic. It's a fantastic movie. But the most interesting thing is that this is a hero who addresses and talks to the audience. So you, as a spectator, feel pulled in with a special and exclusive relationship. Whereas, obviously, you are sitting in a room or you were sitting in a room with 200 other people. This is a technique which can be used, in my opinion, to actually create this complicity, this continuity between online and offline, between an audience, a group, and the product. How can this be done? By, I would say, seamlessly, invisibly meshing videos, web pages, digital and physical elements. For example, if you do have range of clothes, this is to simultaneously and without making a huge fuss about it, having a website, a pop-up store, maybe an Instagram, a TikTok video, and potentially an exclusive item and redeem code all linked together for an event on a Sunday or a Saturday. This seems like old school recipes. They are, but they are linked in a new school way. The second element which I personally love to use, and, and again, these are old school elements used for a new purpose. The question mark we've got is how to define this world, how to make sure that this world, we are adjusted to this world. Well, first and foremost, we've got to define what are the new dimensions of the competitive fields we are in. So, for example, I take two charts in this presentation where you've got uh, two dimensions, which are rather the dimensions of today, the sense of community, and the digital intensity of the market theory. So just to give you an example, the sense of community is extremely high in some parts of gaming. It is extremely low in other parts of gaming. Obviously, you will have, uh, I would say, first-person shooters, where you do have a sense of community. I'm, I'm playing that title against this title. So either you are uh, pub or PUBG or you are a COD and so on and so forth, but also because you are part of a clan, you are part of a gang, you are part of an outfit, you are part of whatever you want or you're not. And then you've got the digital intensity, that is how much does that particular activity rely on digital. So for example, if you're ASOS, uh, which is a clothing website, your digital intensity will be, per definition, rather high. I apply this to a word which is very often used these days because it's extremely successful, but which is very often as well misunderstood. That's the world of gaming and the ecosystem of gaming. So what is a new paradigm uh, of reality into, into this existing ecosystem, which is both at the cutting edge of what the people um, want and what the consumer actually show? Well, if I take my two dimensions, community and digital intensity, a company such as Nike will play in the sports game. 
They won't play, however, with the same sense of community and the same sense of digital intensity as the companies such as, for example, Razer. The same, they will have a sense of community, but with less digital intensity than, for example, a company such as Twitch. Again, you can actually create these mappings where you will list all and every single intervention within a given space of competition. Reddit is part of eSports. Twitch also, Discord as well. But they don't only belong in there. They belong across several other dimensions. And if you're Nike, obviously you would have to have this particular mapping for gaming, but as well in all on the other arena where you do play. For example, the switch during a Corona crisis between offline and online world in the Formula One championship was extremely interesting as it was done seamlessly, but without maxing out, in most of the cases, the potential for the companies participating in it. They had understood esports, they had understood that a driving license on esports is gaming. Maybe there was more to do with that particular space. The third element here is gamification. So we've got our mapping, we know where we want to go, we, we know where we are playing, we know what are the main dimensions, uh, we know that we want to reach out to the, to the audience through the fourth wall, and here comes gamification. And gamification, this is neither a new activity, this has been around for quite some time. Let's think about coupons uh, for the uh, not the youngest of us. Um, Definitely, we will have to address that world of gamification through adapted tactics. So we said that when we engage in such an environment, one of the core dimensions we want to actually reach is an extremely or as high as possible intensity. This means that when we have the opportunity to get in contact the frequency is important, the depth is important, the volume is important, but the intensity of it, that is how significant it is to the target, is one of the core elements which we want to increase. Gamification as such is a fantastic way to achieve exactly that intensity. Again, imagine fourth wall, imagine somebody reaches out to you and you can choose all the elements, all the dimensions, all the fields to illustrate exactly and practically speaking what you want to say. Gamification does not have to be uh, a code uh, redeemed, does not have to be exactly your company positioning or production. It just has to say that this is what you stand for. Okay, It can be actually redeeming uh, carbon uh, footprint. It can be nearly anything and everything you imagine. DIY, supporting your, your customers at home, supporting your customers um, with the studies of their kids, whatever and however it may be. The advantage of it is that over the past years, cultural codes which used to be linked highly to history, historical elements and historical events have evolved as well. And here it is quite believable, it can be actually quite revolutionary to recycle 
all the historical elements to actually create new engagement, new gamification into the existing world. Again, I think that no generation before could actually make, uh, let's say, the 19th century, the First World War, the Second World War, the flappers, the roaring 20s, the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s even, as present and significant as this one. Among these shattered reality, among these shattered rhythms, we do have new timelines, we do have new crossovers which have opened up. We know that our own timelines have been shattered uh, from our early morning commutes, uh, when and how to have lunchtime, if we have lunchtime, uh, whether the curfews in our countries were at uh, 11 or 9 or 6, or we had no curfew at all, but our uh, interlocutors on the other side of a Zoom call or on the other side of a, of a call uh, did have these. We had as well commercial dates, commercial timelines, which were all over the place. Uh, movie releases were postponed again and again and again, or movies entirely cancelled, or on the contrary, pushed forward because uh, they wanted to actually avoid some kind of backlash. We had, on a micro level and a macro level, all types of disruptions. This, reaction, this reorganization, actually, of our physical state goes further than simply that. It actually gives us the opportunity to recreate timelines as we see fit without the obligations to follow existing uh, hard boundaries. Whether it is by definition linear as a physical time, we can completely and we should tactically and strategically play on this new timelessness to actually create surprise, engagement, fourth wall, intensity. Let's have a look at how it's done with Elon Musk. You just have to actually check his Twitter feed to see how he meshes all of his timelines, personal and corporate, industrial and financial, on an individual, corporate, historical, economical, financial, engineering, complex timeline. All of this obviously requires new KPI. So let's put it like that, new ways of looking at the KPI to make sure that our engagement follows all the targets which we have set, which we are setting to ourselves. For example, the fact that we've got likes, dislikes, comment or none may or may not be a good indication of the engagement of our public. Taking recent examples, reviews are and were a way for the crowd of uh, GameStop to actually express their frustration at the performance of Robinhood. So overnight, Robinhood, who used to be at a five-star rating on Google, basically disappeared and collapsed to a one-star rating. This type of reaction, extremely fast on the negative, very slow on the positive, are unfortunately one of the many aspects of this new world, this new reality where we've got a complete link between offline and online uh, across the different systems. This opens up the next topic, which is basically, and then what? Well, we know this reality, this digital reality for more than 30 years, as I was saying, over the last 10 years with an acceleration, thanks in particular to the social media crowd, 
But due to its very nature, this lunar reality comes with new challenges. If we do not accept this new continuity, this new organic link between all the different spheres, we will face some very specific challenges. Due to its very nature, this new reality, this unar reality, comes with its own challenges. Of course, we could start with uh, the physical constraint, uh, the fact that there are preset audience expectations, which we may disappoint. But overall, this is not really new, so we could choose to ignore it entirely. However, I do think that there are some very direct risks to us not acknowledging this new environment. So let's just list a few of them briefly. First, inconsistency leads to dilution and loss of relevance. It is an uphill struggle to re-establish or even establish identities, credibilities. Just as an example, have a look at what happened with the star rating of the Robin Hub once uh, he decided, potentially legally or illegally, potentially due to the uh, regulations or not, but it chose to actually disappoint the expectation from its users and its own positioning. Its star rating went overnight from 5 to 1. Google tried to reignite the uh, the qualification by actually cancelling out hundreds of thousands of reviews and, and bumping up the uh, review of Robin Hood back to five stars only for a couple of hours, a couple of days later for the same community to continue to uh, rate Robin Hood as one star as an indication of obviously their displeasure but ultimately of the inconsistency of the message of Robin Hood and their actions. We all know that these markets are high obsolescence markets, meaning that opinions, output, deliveries, products, this blog are judged in hours, if we are lucky, in days, if we are really good. But all this creates and amplifies a market dualism, where you do have a premium for entrenched or established to be more polite, uh, positions by space owners on the one end of the market, and a needed, a required, disproportionate effort for a gaggle of challengers on the other side to prove themselves, to reach this position where actually their market credibility, their voice, the intensity of their positioning is recognized. The classical position of middle markets or challenger has to be today to accept a disproportionate effort to compete, an effort for the medium term that will be as intense, if not more in intense, than the more established part of the market, lead into a new position. This is entirely led by this seamless demand, by this seamless public. So, of course, there will be the temptation of short-termism, just to, to think about quick in, quick out. But uh, if we look at the, would say, the, the big success stories of the last decade, or even more, the last two decades, whether you call them Amazon, Tesla, SpaceX, and so on and so forth, this is at heart the consistent delivery over a very long period of time in a consistent matter. 
with the right intensity and engagement of the public, which have made it possible at all. Once the realities have been shattered, once the truth of the uh, markets have been revealed over the past months, over the past years, these companies have continued to sail on without any problem. This, again, is a mark of disadaptation to this new seamless reality between the online and the offline world. Finally, with these new expectations, we, our audience, the audience, the public, can only make sense of this reality if we are confronted with a clear vision, a clear direction, and whether we agree with it or not, or we believe in it or not. This is a question, again, as we shared earlier, this is a question of credibility, this is a the, the, the question of clarity, consistency, but at the moment we have to agree that they are very rare and far between. Actually, for many companies, we have the impression that we are living on the acquired history of the past decades, if not centuries, and that we take all of this as a given. We can see, however, that the success in such a current market is beyond history into proposing a vision, a direction, a future. We can rely on the past to deliver credibility and clarity. However, we still need the tomorrow, we still need the vision, we still need the direction. Until such a day, we, as companies, as groups, as individuals, will continue to be buffeted by the winds of the latest day news. For this, as an ex uh, example of what this means, you can look at the whole debate around meme stocks, whether you call them uh, GameStop, whether you call them uh, HMC or others. After a year of dislocated erotic, random reality, all our disrupted, our disrupted rhythms have brought this digital space to a new level of existence, a new level of experience. Because digital has become the one constant in an inconsistent world, this has created an organic continuum where the boundaries between ecosystems, communication groups, physical and digital realities are not anymore insulated realities. We do not have to choose anymore, either or, in a good way, as much as in a less good way, meaning that we can't opt in or opt out. We are in, in both sides. This means that to be successful in this new reality, we've got to fully move into this, fully agree the consequence of these changes. This melting together, this reality, this acceleration of the overlap, this transition from the matrix, already player one, into Roger Rabbit, is likely to continue to spill over. Thank you. Talk to you very soon.